I didn't see, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're live. And this is uh, Monday, May 1st, I believe. Yes, it is. May Day. May 1st, 2023. Wow. I know the year's going by, like we always say this every year, and everybody's saying it now, fast time is flying by. It's just zooming by here. Um, so it's about our two and a half, I think, um, I forget, was it October, like when we first started, you know, a couple of years ago? So it's I been about two, so. we've been doing this about two and a half years now. And uh, it's funny, you think we'd run out of things to talk about, but we don't. I mean, life is complicated. Um, I'd like to introduce myself. My name's Regan Forston, and I am uh, <clears throat> have a, a private practice as a clinical hypnotherapist uh, here in San Francisco area, Northern California. Um, but I'm certified with the Newton Institute, and um, this was gives me my connection to Natasha here. Is um, we have a process that allows people to, in a deep state of trance, which most people can reach about 90%, and uh, in that state, they're able to um, expand their awareness to what lies beyond here. So, in other words, they get to go to the metaphysical side of things. It's like having a near-death experience without the death part. But anyway, they get to spend a couple hours on the other side. Um, going face-to-face -face with their guide, uh, um, going before counsel, getting pre-prepared questions answered that they have about their life, uh, visiting a past life on the way there, which is very interesting. And um, so that's uh, my connection is how I help people in a spiritual sense to know more about what their life's about uh, so they can kind of get to work because they're going to find out when they go to the other side that they have a their life's not happenstance. It's for a reason and purpose. They chose their life, the people in it, and the experiences and things they wanted to learn. However, uh, when the gate of forgetfulness kind of goes up when we're born, sometimes we forget what our mission is and everything. Our life seems to be falling apart. And we don't understand why. And that's what Natasha and I do here. She'll tell you in a minute to uh, try to help you figure out, um, you know, to kind of reconnect to that uh, higher self in a sense to uh, find out what life's really all about. Mm -hmm. um, now, in that process, is, is well, uh, Natasha, I'll, I'll talk, or you can say what we're going to talk about today, but Natasha, um, please introduce yourself for the people who are new listening. And yes, I am Natasha Venter. I am a um, seer of many lifetimes, a uh, inspiration or, uh, inspirational, um, you know, life coach type of person who really supports you mediumship through whatever you need to do. And I'm, you know, updating my website. I'm so excited because I actually have on there the, um, the session that you can go in and help heal your DNA family tree and oh, your nice. past life family tree, you know, whatever you're going through there. Cause a lot of us carry contracts in that we don't really realize come from past lives that can stub us. Like for me, you know, I was, I felt like I've been cloaked my whole life that, you know, no matter what, you know, whatever I was doing, I was, I was cloaked and yeah, I'm dyslexic. And that was part of it, but, and that was my self perception, but there's also this other thing that kind of happens and, and we negotiate through and I went through and I, and I found somebody who can help me do that because sometimes, you know, like a doctor, we can't always heal ourselves. So, you know, us, us psychics and, and people, sometimes we need to go see someone else to get some of these things that we've been really working on. And I really love to support people, giving them a perspective, non-judgmental. I know Regan and I both don't do the judgment here. So that's where this conversation today we were going to have is about how to communicate, you know, our communication with relationships. It doesn't mean if it was friendships, kids, you know, husband, wife, 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 husband, husband, it doesn't matter what label you are, but we all have relationships and how can we negotiate those through our new boundaries that we need to set through our communication? And this is just an hour show, so we're just going to hit the tops of it. So if you want a deeper look at it, please make a private session because this is, this is just a synopsis on how do you can do it here, but yet private yeah. sessions do help you out. And as we go forward, you know, it's one of those things that everything is personal, especially what we're going through right now. And we're just going through, we're in the middle of Mercury and retrograde and that happens three times a year. So this is a thing, but it's always communication is a huge thing with Mercury and retrograde, 
Pluto today is going on to retrograde. So there's when it's an outer planet, a lot of times it's affecting our outer world, you know, our jobs, our, our bosses, our, you know, different things like that. And yet when we, but how does that outer world affect our inner, um, our inner fears, which can trigger our communication. So, you know, are we, on? do we have discernment when we're dealing with our communication? Are we all about that? So, you know, like Regan, you were going to say that, and I just kind of <laughs> let that in, but Regan and I have been partners for a long time. And I'm so grateful that we have, you know, his perspective, my perspective, you know, he's got many years of perspectives and, you know, like I couldn't, it's like people hearing that my husband was a was an you know drunk 90% of his life and now they look at him and go you can't be someone who is drunk because he's not in that persona and like people if yeah. you look at you it's like you dealing with anger management yeah ooh that doesn't even <laughs> seem like it's in your energy field anymore not, because yeah. that's not who you were i mean it's who you were but not who you are because you were in yeah. frustration you were in reaction instead of in that peacefulness of who you are as a person. And people always say, how do you negotiate what you negotiate through? And I go, mm, I just kind of gotten to know myself. I've gotten into that knowing that, you know, I am not the realities around me. I'm interacting with them, but I'm not the realities that are around me. Sometimes I have to dance in them. Like I got some news this today that was like, holy crap. Yay. You know, and I'm interacting with it, you know, but yet, it's affecting me deeply. And, and so, and this is in working retrograde, so I'm excited, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we all go through something. Yeah. And um, so people watching, uh, I, I think it, it, at some point in everybody's life, they go through relationship difficulties. And today we'll talk a little bit about boundaries. We're going to, we try to talk about everything from us, from a little higher viewpoint, instead of being focused on the, just the earthy viewpoint. When you get a perspective from a, a spiritual perspective, it's a whole different ballgame. Um, it's a lot easier to uh, deal with relationships to kind of navigate through the difficulties um, when you have a, a higher, uh, a much higher perspective. Um, you know, that term retrograde all the time, you know, we hear that, we just kind of know what it means. But would, it, would I be right in saying that I'm trying to think of the easy way for like, like me understanding things like that? Um, in other words, that if um, everything's energy and sometimes energy is smooth, like like the ocean waves are smooth sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes a storm comes up and the waves are knocking you around. OK, or your boats, you know, so bad that your boat's going to sink. So what I what I think of when we say, you know, three times a year, Mer Mercury's in retrograde, that it's that time when the energies are changed in such a way that when we want to do things, it's not as easy as it is other times. Um, and it can affect uh, emotions, physical things. Um, mm -hmm. It's just everything can kind of go a little wonky, <laughs> you know, a few times. Exactly. But the, the, the thing is, is that's kind of the, the great in the grand design, because that's when things get shaken up and people um, problems and issues that people have kind of come out. And then uh, they see what they need to work with. So it's it, to me, I think it's kind of a good thing. It's the it's the time when it, you know we have to look at things in a more serious way, or we have to actually we actually have to put some effort in to get through these difficulties and everything which we learn. So it's kind of like like three times a year we have uh, final exams. You know, like if you're in college, where you got you got to you got to really concentrate. It's going to be a little difficult. But you 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 study, you just do the do what's necessary and then you get through and whew, you go, wow, so glad. Then you, you know, you go on a little vacation for a little while, you know, <laughs> where it seems seems like things are easy breezy until it comes around again. Exactly. So that's all it is. It's not a, it's not a uh, so some people think it's like a hellish thing or it's like. Uh, well, sometimes punish, it is a hellish. Sometimes it can. Well, sorry. Yeah it, yeah, it can be a hellish um, uh, experience that yeah. is triggering us because it, it it is. And, and sorry, Regan, for speaking. No, here. this is what we do. This is what we do here. <laughs> uh, but see, that's right, too. So, I mean, it, depending on everybody's perspective. But um, again, when you have the spiritual perspective, when you're going through something which you could consider a very difficult thing or hellish, you know, meaning. Mm -hmm meaning this is awful, it's just, you think yeah. you can't get through it. 
always having that higher perspective that it, you're going through it for a reason. There's a lessons to be learned here and everything helps you to get through that with so much less damage, you know, mm-hmm. now that you can get through it. Okay. Where some people become completely defeated and, um, you know, in a sense, give up on life. I think, which exactly. is the cause sometimes of suicides, you know, they get, they get sometimes where things are bad and their, their mind thinks it's never going to get better. <clears throat> they you know, which it always, everything always gets said, always ends up coming out, you know, eventually. Uh, but it's, it's difficult sometimes. So relationships, you know, uh, in retrograde, um, a lot of times <laughs> things will pop up, you know, d- d- say defects or deficiencies in either, either person, which could be, you know, we always think of it being husband and wife, but sometimes it could be with a coworker, could be with the child, it could be with the neighbor, you know, anybody that you come in contact with, you know. Um, so exactly, because that's where you know the retrogrades are about the re's, rethink, reapply, reunderstand, re um, reacknowledge, um, re re's. You know, it's kind of like you know my husband and I were kind of in a in a conversation, and and you know. He, it seems like right now a lot of people are just loaded up. They're getting so loaded up with responsibilities and, and he being his work ethic is like above board here. And, and so there's miscommunication, there's emails that aren't getting uh, answered. There's all these things. And then I come and tell him that our windows broke, (laughs) (laughs) which is a part of the timing as Mercury. Now I'm going to say that this window has been, kind of ailing for a little while now it didn't crack but the but the inner workings didn't work right and mm-hmm. so um and so then he went into reaction which is well this is something else i gotta do 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 and i went wait a minute let's rewind a little bit here now i'm letting you know i already made the phone call i already has negotiated i already found out who to call and I don't know yet the, the ins and outs about it, but yet, you know, I'm, I'm reapplying this. Okay. It's mm-hmm. then for you to fix, you know? And so that's where, you know, this is an opportunity in relationships to communicate well, you know, because one of us has to not react and it's hard to do that. And if you're always the one that's, that's not reacting, always the one not reacting, it gets tiring. So how do you negotiate when people aren't allowing yourself to, to communicate or, you know, it's not a, you help, I help you help. I help. Well, you know, that's where we, we, we got to work through this. Cause I know that I went through in a 33 year relationship with my husband that, you know, it wasn't always an easy place to communicate. It wasn't an easy place to negotiate. And so that tug and pull of uh, screaming to a pillow. I so agree with that. Veronica, that? Veronica said that <laughs> screaming to a pillow. And, you know, you know, because we have to release these angst and energies. But and I yeah. love that, Veronica. Thank you for saying that. Scream into a pillow. Yes. And. And but sometimes we can't because we have to be right there in the involvement. So how yeah. do we negotiate these relationships with communication? You know, let's let's chew that one off a little bit for right now, and then we'll go into boundaries because communication is part of boundaries. Communication is a part of that whole scenario, right? So communication. Yeah. What have you found, Regan, that can help with communication? in your relationships? Well, <laughs> what I try to do, but it, it, since I'm a nine Enneagram, which it means peacemaker, um, it, it's, 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 uh, it's hard for me to speak up sometimes, what my feelings are, but they build up finally until you just have to say something. And uh, I try for the most part to just say it in a, in a uh, non-threatening way. Uh, you know, easygoing, or I don't know if easygoing way, and it trying to do it in a in a non-threatening, pleasant tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, although sometimes, because it's built up so much, I come out a little snarky. I think you know, but I I try to you know taper that as much as I can because I know when you know w- w- when we're trying to communicate with each other, when we come at it with a <clears throat> with negative energy, um, right off the bat, you're 
you're shooting yourself in the foot and thinking it's going to get better, you know, like, um, it just sometimes it just throws gasoline on the fire, you know, when, you know, when we let our uh, tempers or something to come out talking about an issue. Um, but I, I'd, I'd like to keep working on that, you know, to the fact that when I, when I need to say something that I can always say it in a kind way, because, you know, what, um, most relationships we have, they're with people we care about. Now, sometimes it could be like a coworker that you just have a, you know, an adversary relationship all the time and everything. But, um, you know, even if you have an adversary relationship, it can be okay as long as both people are behaving properly. You know, you can like agree to disagree or, you know, not. Uh, I, I just finished, uh, Patty and I just watched uh, uh, Beef. Have you seen that on uh, Netflix or anything yet? It's a very interesting study in human behavior where it starts very simply with uh, you see a guy coming out of a store. He's just had a bad time in the store. You can tell he's just having a bad day. And uh, uh, he starts to back out. And there's a, a woman going by in a white car. Uh, and she sees him starting to back out. And she just yells and screams at him and honks her horn and flips him off. And uh, he's in a, such in a bad mood already that he chases her. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, so there's eight, eight or 10 episodes of it getting worse and worse and worse. We, and you see that the humanists, both of them, one's having marriage difficulties. Uh, the son is having uh, difficulties losing the business, trying to be the, the, you know, trying to be the one to keep the, his family together, take care of everything is too much pressure. And so this other person just sets off their anger and then they're, ta they're each taking it out on each other instead of uh, fixing their lives. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. You know, people watching it, you know, they go, Oh, I can see these, you know, they can I can feel... see a little bit of me in that, which is yeah. fine. And yeah, I, I like looking at things that I see a little bit of me and because, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, like when my, and I'm going to be honest here, when my husband was drinking, you know, yeah, that was a situation, but I had to still work on me. Yeah. It was about my path. I needed to work on how did I interact with that? How did it control me? How did I how did I do with that? You know, was it always something that I got overwhelmed with? Or did I say, you know what, today's been a rough day and I know that whatever happened was very impactful to me. Yet I gotta decide how much of it's gonna be something that's gonna control me. And that's yeah. the thing, is, is that when you're in a relationship however it is, check to see who's controlling who, you know, who's yeah. manipulating who, because that's about boundaries, but communication, you know, we can, you know, and that's one thing, you know, like for me, I work on in the morning, I have morning routine where I do the, um, the school system and, and I'm on the playground duty and there's these kids that are constantly chewing at each other, you know, and they both have these, you know, and I'm not going to cover to call it a love hate relationship because they just, they're just personality. Yeah. It's like oil and water, you know, it's like, it, they're not going to mix very well and they're in the same classroom. And so they're stirring the pot all the time, you know, and they sit next to each other sometimes. And so they stir the pot even more, you know, and like I tell them, somebody has to stop. Somebody yeah. has to stop and say, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. And, and watching this, thing called beef there's points in there where you can see where they're deciding to just kind of stop but then that the other person who hasn't stopped yet attacks in a way and then they're they're you know like they're wanting to but then they get they get uh, you know back, back into when the uh, the other person hasn't stopped so and that's how sometimes relationships are you know it's just um each one's trying to up you know when someone does something well psychologically we have to try to one-up them so we feel good about ourselves makes them feel bad then they have to try to one-up about themselves and that's what uh, i learned that in the anger management thing is that there's there's before um before couples or people uh, do um you know some sort of uh physical violence in the form mm -hmm. of verbal physical mental um thing it's like when, especially with us guys, when we feel 
when we don't feel like a man, you know, like what's what's in our mind that like a man should be that he should be all knowing, you know, have answers for everything, be able to fix everything, um, you know, uh, be strong all the time, that kind of thing. When when that's challenged and we feel less than like what we feel in our mind a man should be, we have to regain that somehow. The way we the way men regain that is by bullying a little bit, you know, until that other person backs down. And then once you've got the upper hand, then, oh, okay, now I can feel like I think a man's supposed to feel again. You know, unfortunately, uh, you'll have partners and something like that. They just want to keep uh, uh, raising the ante. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like um, there's stages. Usually there's um, emotional abuse. Or you feel like the the stairs that are getting walked on, you know, because, you know, you're you're being the one walked on going up and then you get into that passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like passive aggressive. It'll start with things like that, you know, Um, and then um, it uh, um, but but a, a guy will just keep going and going and going until it gets to be physical, you know, so, um, you know, it's because they just feel like, you know, off kilter, like they're not a man, you know, they're not, mm-hmm. you know, their ego gets that's hurt and everything that way. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's, the- it's, it's a little thing sometimes can lead to really big things when that happens. Exactly, exactly. Because those little things do add up to big things. And that's one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, because my husband is a double fire sign, and I'm a double water sign. So if he feels like I'm putting him out, uh, you know, taking him over, then his fire wants to roar up, right? And, and, And so with that, the that we can really get into a dance. But the one thing that I've really understood is that that sometimes when communication is having a hard time that I needed to set up the boundary and say, babe, we're spinning or we're doing something I don't want to do anymore. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole anymore. You know, and, and I've, and I've said those words, actually, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole anymore. I'm done going down this rabbit hole. I want us to do better and I'm going to choose to walk away. Yeah. That, there's nothing worse than being in what I call it the roundabout, you know, mm-hmm. just round and round and round, you know, no matter what you say, it's just, you know, like an argument's getting nowhere. And that's when it is good to step away for a while and to calm down, yep. you know, especially because, you know, even that, even when they say, you know, um, sometimes it's best just to forget it and sleep on it and you wake up and that your energy's more, you know, gotten back to normal by the time you wake up and, uh, you know, or you, you know, you take off for a few hours, let yourself calm down and then try to, you know, uh, go back in and start again, you know, so. Exactly. It's, it's just so hard, but I can tell you living with, you know, and, you know, when you're living with an alcoholic, they're a natural narcissist. So yeah. it was like, it, it was hard for me sometimes, some years in the past to keep my head above water. And so the one thing that I had to do was have those boundaries, but I know I couldn't snap back. That snap back didn't allow me to, um, to do better, you know, and I carried it with me too much. And so with that, that, you know, I, sometimes I just said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I need to stop and take a break. I didn't say we, I didn't go to you, I went to I. And that's the thing is, is that I have found that when I stick in the I department, that that, that usually does better. And and like what, talking to the, about the kids on the playground, a lot of times I say, someone has to stop, which means someone, if somebody starts it, don't reply to it. You know, it's like replying to a text. You don't always have to reply right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then, and I said to the person who, you know, referring, and if you start it and somebody stops it, you need to stop. It, it's, and I was talking to the same person and I said, flip that back over. Now, if you start it, you don't reply and then you don't continue it. That's the only way to heal it. But I'm telling you though, that some of these people like to stir the pot. They're pot stirs and they're always looking for that reaction. They're always looking for something. And the best way to do is just walk away if you can. 
la you know, la 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 walk away not be mean about it but just walk away yeah we learned um in the anger management uh, that i took for three years gosh that's been almost 30 years ago now wow <laughs> 32 years ago and um you when you're in a heated argument the best thing to do you have to let your partner know is to is to tell them just to say look you know i'm just my emotions are crazy right now i don't want to make this worse i need to take a little break here so i'm going to go i'm going to leave for a little bit or i'm going to go in the other room or something and then we can discuss it later um what you don't want to do is just to you know throw up your head like slam a door and get in the car and take off or 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 just ignore the person and go in the other room. It's that's that creates what we call a reverse chase. Uh, in other words, where you, you know, if you're not letting them know and you just leave the room or you just stop the communication, um, and then when you take off, they have their instinct is to come after you, you know. Mm -hmm. And what men do is like, okay, if someone's attacking me now, now it gives me permission to attack them back. So sometimes psychologically, men do this reverse chase thing where they. Uh, you know, uh, just take off or run out and slam a door or something. Then the other person comes chasing them, and then um, then they turn around. Oh, I'm being attacked now. So that just it kind that of gives, gives me them permission. A, permission to be marks. more yeah. So you have to in a loving way in your in your feeling and just say, look, honey, I love you. I'm just I'm crazy right now. I just need to get a break right now. I'll be back pretty soon. Something like that, so they know that you're in a in a way. Um, and, and when you would get that way, uh, you start getting, you start to begin to get the respect, uh, back from your partner because they're seeing that you don't, you love them. You do not want to make this worse. You don't want to throw gasoline on the fire, but you can't control your emotions at the moment. So you're stepping aside to calm down. So that's a, that's a, that's a good first sign that you're actually working on managing your, uh, anger, mm -hmm. you know? Cause well, a lot of us are in relationships, let's say with a mother or a father who just can't change. They're so in their ways. They're so in their moment. We're married to someone that's in that same boat. They're, they're so set in their ways. Um, like I said, I was married to a narcissist. There's a lot of us that have relationships with this. We're all, we all have narcissistic attitudes in us. Mm -hmm. We all naturally do. A lot of us know how to keep it in check. <laughs> There's other people who don't, right? And mm -hmm. so we, we have this, or we have kids who just are in that age, you know, the teenage year where they're just always pushing the buttons, always doing something, stirring the pot. But I know that a lot of times that, that if you practiced your way into it, you have to practice your way out of it. Yeah. So, and somebody has to start the practice out of it. And I know for me, you know, that I'm lucky that I'm married to a man who is willing to look at himself willing to look That's at himself huge. it is enormous and and i and i'm grateful for that i also have an understanding that you know i have you know other people in my life that you know they're they don't they're not willing to look that way but i would say though that i have to put everybody kind of in a in a section you know well this is somebody who i have to not have certain conversations with i have to have those boundaries with myself or I can have a boundary of the timing I speak. You know, there's there's a timing, you know, like I knew the, the window was broke the night before. But I know my husband isn't, he's burnt out. He's cooked by the end of the day, right? Yeah. So is this the time to really say this information to him? No. Yeah. So I chose to say it in the morning when he was more more ready to move forward, more willing to negotiate the day. And, and it was easier to state a problem, you know? So yeah. time is huge in a lot of this. And it's not always in our timing. And I know for me that when I was practicing changing how I communicated with my husband, there's a lot of times I would say, hey, babe, you know, there's a conversation I'd like to have. It's a good one, you know, but I just wanted to know when would be a good time to have a good, deep conversation about something. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and yeah. and sometimes you'd say, well, now's a good time. Or you'd say, give me a chance to go to the bathroom first. Or, you know, that way he yeah. would know that it's a it's a deeper conversation. And 
And I would lead it by saying, it's a good one. It's kind of about, you know, let's say um, schedules or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that he kind of get an idea what it's about. And so we, he didn't feel sabotaged. And that's the thing is a lot of our old triggers are that feeling of being sabotaged that doesn't help. It really doesn't help. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so I think uh, God's actual purpose for men and women getting together who love each other is to actually go through some trials and tribulations mm -hmm. and some things like that. And that's how you, that's how you actually get to um, really get to know the other person. And because eventually when you have a breakthrough, it's usually when one or the other becomes more vulnerable and you find out, you know, you get to know them on a deeper level, you know, mm -hmm. that way. Um, in this life between life process through the Newton Institute, where we have people go to the other side, a lot of times, um, well, first of all, the, as we mentioned on the show many times, um, this uh, 70,000 people we've had go to the other side, what we found out is that, you know, home is over there. We're born over there. We come down here for experience. Um, and then when we're done with the experience, we go back home again. But um, over there, they make contracts like, you know, if they're, if they're going to be with their soulmate or someone that, you know, in a in a really deep relationship and everything, um, it's always usually about uh, teaching each other through, um, you know, the marriage or the relationship process to teach different qualities to each other so that they can become uh, better and closer, you know. So because mm -hmm. sometimes people think, well, I met my soulmate, so now it's going to just be easy breezy the whole way. We're just going to be nothing but love and hugs and and all that, but then, um, and that can happen. Like sometimes couples um, on the other side, they decide to have like a little vacation or they'll come down for a lifetime and just enjoy each other, you know, like spend time, you know, sitting in the sun, doing good stuff. But most of the time it's about uh, teaching each other uh, some more things. Mm -hmm. uh, like I had one client who was just, uh, just a really, really um, beautiful human being. And I never could figure out why she never found a significant other. There was always just, it, it was just a, seemed to be a lost cause. Well, I, I asked her, or I recommended her to have a life between life process. She did. And in the process there, she met her true soulmate who is on the other side. And they had this conversation. And he said, look, what you don't remember, sweetheart, is this time instead of coming down together because you were, we were getting so codependent with each other. Uh, we decided you needed to go down and just uh, wing this on your own, you know, because you were going to learn to be a strong woman. You're going to learn to set boundaries. You're going to learn all kinds of things. And then when you pass away, hey, we're, you know, you're going to come back up here and I'll be with you, you know, kind of mm -hmm. thing. So her realizing that really relaxed her so much uh, so that, um, you know, she, her life is so much happier now that she's not looking for something that's not here in this lifetime. You yeah. Know, in that way. So. Um, in other words, that was a, two, a, a couple who, who on the other side are really, really close. And they decided by one coming down and then being separated for a while was going to be a good growth experience, you know, for, for both of them, actually, mm -hmm. because he had, he had to wait it out for her to come back to be with her. But they did it because of uh, that, they, that they loved each other. When do you think, I think this is because we both coach and everything, Natasha, when do you think uh, it's a good time for couples to seek out a counselor like to go to couples counseling I like i mean we can do so much on our own some people can do it on their own but a lot of people they really can't do it on their own they need no. some help so when when you know when you know when would you suggest that people really think about going to well either couples counseling or even just getting some counseling for themselves on how to deal you know with a with a partner I, I personally understand that when somebody's going through a life altering experience, that's a good time. You, because you mean then like you, one or the other of the couple is going through something? Through, going through a life altering experience that, you know, that's a good time because p perspectives don't, don't always negotiate the same way. And so like when somebody's going through um, like a death of the family, you know, the, oh, not yeah. everybody deals with grief in the same way. Um, mm -hmm. Or let's say someone um, went through um, a car accident or, you know, I'm just saying, and it doesn't have to be bad or good, or somebody is going through like a, a big increase in their job responsibilities. 
right? And then there, and that's a job, that's, that's a, um, you know, a perspective. So if you're getting to those points where there's going to be a contradiction of separation, you know, like if somebody is really busy and somebody's not busy, or if somebody is, is struggling with finding a hobby and the other person has a hobby and they're all good, you know, when you're finding those separations of too much, too much differences, then it's good to, to find some way to communicate about that. Getting different perspectives on on things, um, reaching out to counseling or talking to someone uh, can always be. You know, a lot of ministers at this time are good people just to just to bring in perspectives to help someone to get a leveling field because not everybody can be busy or not busy at the same time, right? And yeah. so it, it it really get or somebody has a dream to accomplish and the other person doesn't understand that dream. And so how do you, how do you negotiate that scenario and, and support that scenario when it's something that you don't really, you really don't get, you don't yeah. get it logistically. So I would say when differences feel too different. You mean when, when you're, uh, you're, when you're feeling too much difference between you and your partner? Yes. You know, like, I don't understand why they're doing that. You know, I really, and it's something that's really impacting my family. I just don't get why they're doing that. You know, those differences can happen, you know, and, and, you know, like for me, my soul would, I could not do, I have to do what I'm doing. Now, do I have to do shows? No. But I can tell you, my whole life would put be a, probably a whole lot easier if I just went to school, you know, work at the school, elementary school, and come home, yeah. cook dinner, and my husband would be happy. You know, we would be happy, but my soul would be would be fizzling out. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. I don't do what I'm doing, I and and he sometimes doesn't understand it. He's very black and white. He's very, you know, logistic. Mm -hmm. He's very, you know, who he is. And he doesn't understand the soul driven attitude I have, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got his soul walk to do, but he doesn't quite understand that soul drivenness. And that's a difference that, that, you know, we could, luckily he's willing to talk to me about it. And I found ways to involve him so that he doesn't feel so left out of the, of that if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and see, that's one of the tricks of being in a relationship is to balance our, you know, what our mission, what mission that we feel that we're on that we have to do, but we've also chosen to be with this person. So we owe them. In other words, they're part of our mission too. I mean, so you have to have that balance. Mm-hmm. Like I thought of this the other day with these, um, um, you know, watching the, uh, the golf tournament and, um, for someone to win like the FedEx cup, they have to get so many points and it puts a lot of pressure on them to be in as many tournaments as they can. Yes. I'm a golfing widow. Yeah. Right. So these guys, I mean, some of them, they play in so many tournaments and one of them, his wife was in uh, children. He has five kids this, uh, uh, that, that came to this tournament, which he actually won. It was nice that he was there with his whole family. Uh, but then it made me think like, wow, you know, to be away from home, you know, three fourths of the year, you know, making a good living, of course, you know, now some of them don't make a good living in there because they're, you know, they're not winning so much. So they just mm-hmm. scratching out a living, uh, you know, that they have to have a really good balance with, you know, especially when you have kids too, that you got to, all the things you need to be, to be a parent for those kids and to be a husband for that, for your wife. Um, so it's a, it's a quite a balancing act sometimes, you know, um, and, and, and that's know. where I think that, that sometimes counseling does need to interact, you know, because it's yeah. like, how can we get together when things are separating us? Military families are the same way, right? I was going to say that. Yeah. You yeah. know, or firemen, you know, who, who are in the, a lot of these, or, you know, if you have a, a, a partner who is under a lot of stress they need to, and, and sometimes it's not necessarily that they don't need counseling by themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, like my husband chooses to go to meetings, which is his counseling, you know, and if he doesn't go to those meetings, oh my gosh, it's like, honey, can you go find your, your expression, please go find something that you can express and get a different perspective because he's, he starts floating down the rabbit hole. Right. 
Yeah. And so finding those ways. But I can tell you, though, that when we're living with somebody who's stressed out, that we need to find a way to communicate through that. And that's another reason to reach out to somebody as a couple or as individuals. Well, I think, um, well, the um, National Psychology Association uh, came out with statistics and said that um, 35, if you have an issue or a problem that's really bothering you a lot, that 35% of the cure is deciding to talk to someone about it, okay? In other words, just, just that that's, goes a third of it there, just making that decision to get some help. And 35% is the relationship you have with your life coach or your, your counselor. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, the other 30% is the modalities that they use, you know, like with me, it's hypnosis and EFT, EMDR, havening touch, you know, uh, that, and then just common sense, you know, to try to, you know, as coaches, you and I both try to help people by just giving them some common sense things to do, which when you're all like this, it, it's hard to separate that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, some people that I know when I've talked to, they say, wow, they just feel like like they had so much of a cure, but it was only from getting it out and talking about how they really feel openly and honestly with someone where they can't with their mate or anybody else. And you just you just want to have somebody that can understand you, someone that will listen to you you know, and not be judgmental of you, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's how you and I help people a lot. There is just being a a listen, you know, the listening post, you know, so that that we can just really listen to them and actually see them, you know, what they're going through and and acknowledge what they're going through. You know, exactly, exactly. Uh, Yeah. If if you have two couples and one of them doesn't want counseling and the other one does, you're that that make you know the only thing you can do is is go yourself and try to handle the situation the best you can but a lot of those relationships don't aren't long lasting because you know you it's just like being in a company and you have one part of the company that's really gung-ho about doing everything with integrity doing everything on you know the best way it can and the other parts of the company don't give a hoot you know that company's not going to do very well you know Mm-mm. They're going to end up not. in bankruptcy. So you got to have both, you know, couples work or you know, both people in the relationship working on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I understand there's, you know, some people that are in a kind of a boat where it's like, how far can they get in a relationship? And I know for me that, you know, being married once before, I really worked through a lot of things to make sure that I was supposed to not be in that relationship. Um, and, and, you know, and that's how we create boundaries though, is, you know, we've kind of danced a little bit into, you know, how to negotiate differences and how to negotiate boundaries and negotiate communication through this whole show, you know, because it is, it's not all this, that, or the other, it's all one, you know, creating these boundaries, you know, um, hi, we've got a couple new, uh, listeners here. Um, hi, <laughs> hi, Paula Sheehan. Um, grateful you're here. And Jody, thank you. And Jody says, um, a problem shared is a problem halved. I love that yeah, statement. That's you know, great. That's a good you know, way a problem it. shared is a problem halved. Yeah. Uh, and you know, going forward in, in this scenario that I can tell you that, that, that it is that, you know, like for me going back to the window scenario, you know, right now, my husband, he doesn't do mercury retrograde very well at all. You know, he really mm-hmm. struggles with it. And, and, you know, that's about communication. That's about struggles. And, you know, he, his company just got taken over. It's now just coming up on a year. So they're kind of in the process of saying, you've had your year grace. Now we need you to do the full thing. And then he's complaining, but I send out emails. How do I do it? And nobody gets back to me. And then they just fired the top three people of this area. The wow. one that does shipping the and the two people that handled this area. They, they, everybody got fired. So he has nobody and his boss came on from the old company like he did. So she's learning the stuff. So nobody knows how to answer it. So he's just like, I can't run the business. Like I want to run the business, you know, cause he's got a pretty good work ethic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I came and talked to him about the window, you know, there again, that, that, you know, it's like, I had a choice not to tell him about it, you know, because I know he's loaded up. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know I knew like I kept hearing from my guides, you know, and I, yes, I'm intuitive here. So I listen to my guides, but you know, there's that part of us that tells us the same thing that he's going to find about out about it anyways. 
So you might as well tell them at the beginning instead of at the end. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how, how do you negotiate this? But that's one thing that I, I can say when we're communicating, check in with your, with your intention first, you know, are you communicating to get back at somebody? Is that your intention? You know, tit for tat type of thing, or is it that you are wanting to heal the situation? Because I know for me that when I stop for a minute and check in with my my intention, you know, and and say, oh wait a minute, I'm getting triggered by an old, oh yeah, you know, my husband even did that the other day. He goes. Um, you know, I'm getting triggered by my, my, my sense of responsibility that it always falls back on me. It always comes back on me. What should I do? Well, yeah. honey, you're a manager of the store. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna get it falling back to you. But yet, how can I help him feel like it wasn't falling back to him? Yeah. And I, I think people, you know, if they go to couples counseling, well, individual counseling is one thing, but couples counseling sometimes can be so helpful as long as both people are really wanting to, you know, the, the, like people go to these marriage um, retreats, you know, where they try to get people back on the same page and they, you know, have them um, really start to, you know, almost force them to communicate in a safe, mm-hmm. in a safe environment. Sometimes those are pretty good to go. Marriage encounters, I mm-hmm. guess they call them, are great for some people. But um, if you both want to do the same, you know, both have the, the, the interest of the relationship is your priority, you know, that you want to go through things um, th- then, and you're coming to, you have a situation where you're coming to an impasse where you've tried to compromise, but that doesn't even work. And it's a, a difficult situation. That's when it's really good to have uh, a counselor, somebody, uh, you know, negotiator in between the two of you to try to figure out something to try to help you do it in a, in a peaceful, you know, loving way. Um, remember I talked about before I did, it was just, it's the coolest thing when I had a couple come to me, They'd been to couples counseling. They had an impasse that came to because she wanted to divorce and he was just refusing, like, no way, you know. They, and they had a beautiful family relationship. Um, people that would see them would say that they would be the last people they'd ever think would split up or anything. But she just felt, you know, there was something on that she had to move on. So the, their therapist sent them to me because they said, well, Regan can actually maybe take you, have you guys go to the other side. Uh-huh. talk talk to their higher selves about what's really going on here because there was such an impasse. So when they came to me, we did the life between life process where I worked with one one day and one the other. They actually were able to talk to the higher selves. You know, he talked to her higher self. She talked to his higher self that's on the other side. And they found out what's going on and they did find out that he had made agreements to come down here, which he had broken um, and not done what he had what was supposed to be doing. Uh, and so they had good, clear thing, a good, clear, um, you know, findings that it was time for her to move on and that he kind of, you know, he kind of blew it, you know, and it was still hard for them to break up, but because they were such a loving couple, they were able to do it in a really good way to do less damage to the children and, and, uh, and everything. And for him to, to do some, you know, now he knows it's time for him to get to work on himself, mm-hmm. you know, so that, so that he can, um, you know, not not goof up. And and it was nothing, you know, he wasn't unfaithful. There was no violence involved. It was just in general, you know, he just wasn't there. Uh, he as, wasn't as available. He was not available, right, as much as he should be, you know. And um, and so, she, you know, she couldn't wait for him. She had other stuff to do. So she moved on. And uh, now they both moved on. And everything's OK. But so that just shows you um, how spiritually, you know, when you get a spiritual perspective of things, and that's what I think, Natasha, you're so good at, too, is someone can come to you and sometimes you can you can find the reasons that they can't really see themselves, mm-hmm. you know, why, you know, why they're having such difficulties. And then when they know that, when they get this higher viewpoint, sometimes then they can go, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Now, now I know how I can really work on it, you know, but until you sometimes get some of those answers, it's so hard and difficult for you to get through. Mm hmm. You know, that. exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's amazing, you know, when you like, you know, if you're having um, the angels help you, you know, guide the people. I mean, this isn't this beautiful that um, God has opened up these portals through people like you and I <laughs> no. to use to, to work through to be the uh, you know, we're the worker bees of from, you know, from the other side. They're giving us the energy to 
connect people with these, you know, their higher, the higher purpose of everything. Well, I know uh, for me personally, if I didn't have the higher perspective, I would not be married to my husband. Yeah. I would not have been married when he got pulled over. That would have been my, if I was in a, in a, in a, in a um, different state of knowing. Yeah. If the day he got pulled over, it would have been the last straw. Yeah. And yet at the same time though, I saw this as an opportunity. I heard it was an opportunity. I saw the miracle that was happening in that moment and gave it an opportunity. But I also knew it wasn't like a a fix. He wasn't going to be able to fix. We were going to both have to unpractice what we set up. And I still sometimes, you know, even 12 years later, fall back into an old practice because of stress, tiredness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have to catch myself. He falls back into old patterns and he has to catch himself. So how do we negotiate that by, by, by it's that self-observation. And and if we can do that, it does help. And I just got lucky to have someone who's willing, just like you and Patty, you know, I love the thing that you guys do every new year. You know, you, you write down goals that you do. What is it again? Well, it's so, it's so, um, uh, wonderful what Patty, uh, got us into doing. Like I met her almost nine years ago. And then, so on New Year's uh, Day, we usually have both have a binder. And what we do is we do a page and we look back at the last year and write down all of the, you know, go back through all the memories of all the good things that happened and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we look at our goals from last year and see which ones we didn't accomplish. And then we try to figure out, are those, do we still need to work on those? Or or sometimes you have, you know, in a year things change and you don't need to do the things you did a year ago, you know, and then we write down what we hoped to accomplish in the next year. And so we have a page on relationship, a page on uh, our, our, our occupations, you know, like financially, where do mm-hmm. we want to be? Um, and, uh, and, and all those things. And it's a beautiful thing to do together because then, and when you share that with each other, you can kind of see, oh, this is where really where they're at, what they're hoping to do, you know, mm-hmm. and accomplish. And then because, you want to support them as much as you can. And when they're going through it, you go, oh yeah, that's, that's their goal for this year. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it's just, um, it's just, it's just a good thing. And it's really, it's really fun to do, especially when you, I, I like going back over the year and you realize just how much you have accomplished in the year, you know, oh. how many things, and you go, wow, you don't really realize Cause that way it gives you, it gives you um, energy. A perspective for, of this to that. You, know, you can do it again this year, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing then, how far we've come and we don't even yeah. realize how far we've come. Yeah, it is sometimes. And I and that's what some people they think that they're never getting better. And I have them I have them look and I say, Okay, you have this look at how you responded in the last few weeks to relationship. Now, a year ago, could you have done that? And they realize, No, I couldn't have. Wow, mm-hmm. I am making progress, even though it seems slow but they still would not want to go back to who they were like the year before, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes exactly. counseling, like, um, you know, if I see someone maybe two or three times uh, and then th- I pretty much teach them how to deal with their stress and, and, and give them some tools. And then it's like, okay, now go practice that, you know, like they don't need me as a crutch, you know, to just come in all the time. But then, you know, occasionally they need a little touch up or they'll come back in a year and say, OK, I'm, these things have changed now. I need your help or advice on 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 that. Don't you find out too, Natasha, too, that I mean, someone can you can have a session with somebody now, like some of your uh, clients watch the show a lot of time, like Veronica and, mm-hmm. and the others, you know, and you've known them for years. So, you know, it's just every once in a while it, they need a coach, you know, mm-hmm. because life, it's not like you have one set of problems and you get through those and now you don't have any more you know it's like new ones pop up or or they or we go through the retrogrades and it circles you know life is a circle and so we may think we we get rid of a problem but no because sometimes you know it's like we get we get it taken care of with the husband or the or the daughter or the or the mom or whatever and then here comes somebody who sounds just like them like a boss or, or a coworker that sounds just like them and re-triggers that situation. And we go, oh, I didn't look at it in that perspective, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, oh, I just got triggered and I didn't realize it. Okay, let's go through this. So, 
you know, that's the thing is, is that triggers really can underline, undermine us and take our legs out. I had two people that could take my legs out. I metaphorically, I speak this, take my legs out from underneath me and send me down the rabbit hole. It was my husband and my mother of heart. And I loved them both, but they knew how to, to, um, just shift me out of where I was at. And it took me a little while to get back. And I take, I call that taking my legs out from underneath me. It's like, what just happened? I was in a great mood. Things were moving along. And all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I just took on their energy, didn't I? You know, so how do you negotiate that? But you have to have boundaries. And so like when my mother of heart would start going down her rabbit hole and try to take me with her, you know, I would just say, nope, I'm he, I'm me. Nope. 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 I'm me. Just something to keep me from listening to what her rabbit hole was. And then by the time I could just be in, in observation of what she was, she was needing to go through obviously because she was doing it and, and I didn't take it on or I didn't get pulled down that rabbit hole because she would use the words, you, 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 and those yous would pull me down. And it's like, wait a minute, I know I'm responsible for some of this that you were talking about. Yeah, maybe I needed to call a little bit more often. Maybe I needed to to stop by a little bit more often. Maybe I needed to, wait a minute, I didn't know you wanted me to stop by and eat with you as often as you wanted me to because you didn't mention that before, but now I know better to do better. You know, it's like these stories of what people do, but I had to remember, observe the conversation more than get into the conversation. And that's a form of a boundary. You know, how can I observe a conversation by witnessing it and, okay, the person is talking, what are they talking about? Okay. I'm hearing that they're talking about such and such, you know, talk about it. Like you're like, you know, one the way that I observe a conversation would almost be like me standing on one side and I'm going to use my husband as an example, my husband on the other side, and I'm getting a three, the third person perspective on it, right? And so as I'm being one of them in the conversation, I'm like going, okay, no, wait a minute. I'm hearing him say, oh, there's a little bit of angst in there. Oh, is he feeling a little stressed with this conversation? Okay, so since I'm hearing that he's getting a little stressed with that conversation, I'm going to have to pull back a little bit. And I'm going to tell you that people always say, Natasha, I don't know how you get these perspectives. And I don't know how you do this in the middle of a, of a total tornado happening. But... You do. And, and yet I've practiced myself to do these things. So I didn't get triggered into the conversation that the other person was having. I was able to keep my own being. I was able to negotiate it. And sometimes like when my husband was drunk, trying to pull me down his rabbit hole, and I would say, you're not going to treat me that way anymore. You're not treating me that way anymore. You're not treating me that way anymore. You're not treating me that way anymore. And I didn't say that to him because that would have pissed him off. But I would say it in me, you know, yeah. I, I would say it in me and that helped me not go down his rabbit hole. And so how do we do that? We, we witness that there is a rabbit hole that's happening and somebody's trying to pull us down. And those are those boundaries I talk about that. How can we keep those boundaries back, you know, by observing, by not interacting as much, by not struggling through well, he said I did this. Well, he said I did that. Oh, but he said he had did. That. Oh, but, 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 but no, 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 no. Take a breath and just know that their story is theirs. My story is mine. Right. Yeah. It's um, a thing. Relationships and stuff. That's why we can keep talking about relationships because it keeps it. Going, and going, and going and going and going. Uh, I think the number one mistake people make sometimes when they get counseling is they go in with the attitude is I hope the council approves me right and her wrong or vice versa, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you have that kind of attitude, all you're trying to do is prove yourself right through it. You're not going to, you're going to go in a roundabout again, even with the counseling. Um, the main thing you want to try to go into counseling for is to try to understand the other person's point of view mm -hmm. as much as you can, because if you really love each other and you know, the person's not trying to be, you know, uh, uh, cruel to you in a sense, or, you know, be evil to you, but just working on their own issues and the way they see things, you have to try to do your best to see what it's like looking through their eyes, you know? And a lot of times when you do that, and you'll go, that'll, that, that solves so many issues right there. Because, oh, it does. You know, because we, we uh, people in the same situation, um, 
that are going through a situation together, like let's say their house burns down or something. Okay, there could, you could have two different, completely different, um, um, you know, problems or things that people are going through. You know, uh, and um, or you know, especially if someone loses a child or something. You know, so many people get divorced after that because they they can't they're grieving differently. You know, mm-hmm. and they have different guilts, different. Uh, oh, I wish I should have. I could have. This wouldn't have happened. You know, uh, and uh, the problems with vulnerability and in speaking those things that they're that they feel that they you know that they have. I mean, so if, when you understand what someone's going through, then you can. So it's it's a it's just a world of difference. I know when I went through counseling of my my second marriage, uh, um, if I had done that, you know, I'd probably still be with that person now you know but i was so interested i was like you know feeling like woe is me nobody's seeing my viewpoint no one's acknowledging my viewpoint you know that way and i was just fighting to the and i remember the counselor saying look regan if you don't start looking at things that way you guys aren't going to make it you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, but then later on when i really could see through her viewpoint and everything i just felt like such a like a such a nut, you know, like, how, how could I have not seen that? How mm-hmm. could I have not validated that, you know, and everything? But I was just so stuck, you know, in the, you know, I'm the one being persecuted. I'm the one that everybody needs to have sympathy for, you know, uh, wasn't that way. So it, it's anyway. a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. And, and that's the that's the dance that we have to go through is how to do it better. Tone of voice. Yeah. Seeing other people's perspective, understanding there's better timing or not better timing and and understanding that somebody else has triggers. So trying to be kind with their triggers and then having boundaries. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Please don't make me go down this rabbit hole. I will give us a break for a minute and we'll talk about this later. You know, and like um, Jody said, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, you know. Go forward with that, you know, go forward with those knowings because, you know, blessings be with this. But remember, tone of voice is 90% of a problem. Yeah. You can say something like, um, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. Tone really makes a difference. Tone makes a big difference for sure. Yeah. Well, Regan, we're at the hour okay. here. Um, we let's pick this up on another day. I don't know yeah, if we, what I we want to talk could... about next week, but yeah, I um I think that this is a conversation to keep kind of having because we all have relationships with parents, children, relationships outside of us. You know, friendships. Uh, you know, spouses. Um, you know, whatever that even with animals, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, how can we do that? So, Regan, how can people get a hold of you? Well, you know, for either of us, I mean, what we're here for, this week is going to be my, one of my busiest weeks. I have um, Life Between Life sessions, three days, well, tomorrow, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. It's going to be three. And there's, so that's right there is about 18 hours of uh, sessions. So it's going to be, going to be really immersing myself. So I've got to pace myself uh, that way. Um, so and, and watching uh, your relationship because you might be a little tired, and so yeah. <laughs> but Patty so understands you, so yeah, uh, see, that's good. And I understand her when she's really busy, too. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of me, um, uh, to have a session, uh, either a life between life session where you actually get an experience going to the afterlife and back for a few hours in full consciousness, that's a big life changer, big it's some, for some it's people, huge. the biggest mm-hmm. experience of their life. Uh, we can do that or a simple past life regression if you just want to, you know, kind of get a little more, um, uh, get a more, a little more clarity of what you might have brought into this life from another that you're working on it might help you with your issues. Uh, but also regular therapy sessions. If it's just, um, if you're having issues with, like we're talking about relationship issues and you want someone to talk to, uh, someone that might be able to give you some skills to help you uh, to get through that, either. Natasha, I'd be happy to help you with that mm-hmm. um, as we work as being life coaches or, you know, we just a lot of times it's just not it's it's spiritual and it's just common sense. What do you do? You know, what do you have to physically do or what in what order do you have to do things? Sometimes we can help you sort all that out uh, that way. And I know Natasha can help you from, you know, lots of things, including 
getting your personal space in order with feng shui, right? <laughs> I know. I that's mean, huge. Yeah, <laughs> it really makes a big difference. It really does like make if, if your place is a mess and everything is not energetically correct in your in that space, you know, that in itself is going to create more oh, uh, more huge. energy blocks in that way. So anyway, visit theafterlife.com. There's some great videos on there with traditional therapy where you can look and see what hypnosis is all about about EFT, this tapping, which works miracles and havening touch. And that's all on the website. Uh, and, um, and then there's the spiritual side on there too, with some, uh, you can watch a young lady going through this five hour process of going to the other side and back. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, Natasha, um, angelic clarifications.com. I have it memorized. Angelic. Yes. Angelic clarifications. And Sarah, thank you for catching us um, live. I'm grateful that you finally caught us live. I hope it was helpful. And, and next time, if you catch us live, then um, you know, you can comment and we can interact with your comments a little bit too. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, and uh, as always, awesome. Thank you, Paula. Um, so with that, that I love helping people. And I know for me that I've helped a lot of couples out with, you know, getting perspectives, you know, that, there's sometimes it's like, hey, did you realize that this person had a very traumatic mother situation where she was abused? And that kind of came through with a situation, you yeah. know, with the kid. And then now he's struggling with woman identities with that or or just things like that. And it's like the 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 person who I'm sitting with is going that makes oh gosh that makes oh no wonder when i say this he gets triggered oh okay you know tools in a relationship are huge and that's one thing that people always say natasha i don't see how you get the perspectives you do you know because i do look at past lives i do look at the dna and i do look at um our own personal stories on how we can negotiate that so that's where having private conversations do help, even though this is a gave you great tools, but there's much more when you get more personal to help mm -hmm. that. And you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I have a lot of um, different things on my website to to that you can look at to see about how to negotiate life and that kind of thing. So please watch us. Um, I'm going to have a guest on Wednesday, Kobe. He is another um, intuitive counselor. Um, great guy. He is one who's really been working on love and, and doing some negotiations. So he's going to be on my show on Wednesday um, at four o'clock Pacific time on Facebook and YouTube uh, at these stations, four o'clock Pacific time. And if anybody is looking for podcasts, we have, we are, I load these shows on podcasts right after. And um, so there's many, many podcasts on, I loaded up a lot of back shows. So if you would like to look on, um, on podcasts, if you want to listen to those at a later date. So yep. thank you everybody for watching. All thank right. you, Regan, for being here again. You're welcome. I am so grateful. Week. Yes, we are here next week and I am. Not sure what we're going to, it's going to be May 8th. So it will be a good day. So blessings. Yes. We'll have a full moon in between then. So that will be an okay. interesting dance. So we'll talk to you later. Thank you, everyone. Blessings to you. And remember, we're always here for you if you are in need. Yes. Bye now. Bye.